Welcome to This Week in VO with J. Michael Collins. Each week, JMC will host one of the voiceover industry's most interesting personalities for a casual freestyle chat that encompasses more than just business, digging deep into the guest's backstory and pulling back the curtain on how they became the person they are today. And now for this week's guest, Lynn Norris. Hey everybody, it's Jay Michael and I'm back with a new episode of This Week in VO. And uh, today my guest is uh, someone uh, many know as Fox, but who uh, we all know and love as Lynn Norris. And she is uh, one half of, or one third, I think, of the entity that comprises uh, VA for VO, which is uh, kind of the fastest rising service out there assisting voice actors uh, to help find them virtual assistants and other people who are providing voiceover adjacent services and, of course, helping those people find the voice actors that they can work for. So uh, today we're going to talk about some offerings that they have with regard to contract uh, demystification, when I think a lot of us find contracts rather mystifying, especially if you read all the legalese in many of them these days. But first and foremost, welcome to the podcast, Lynn. Yay, thank you. I'm happy to be here. Well, we're happy to have you, and uh, it's um, remarkable having you here because I just saw you on another continent <laughs> mere days ago, I don't know, 36 hours ago. But uh, <laughs> in any, through time and space, somehow, uh, in, in any case. So um, tell us just at the top a little bit, for anybody who's not familiar, tell us a little bit about uh, VA for VO. Okay, sure. Uh, VA for VO is the ultimate outsourcing resource. We are a membership and education site. Uh, what we do is connect voiceover businesses who are overwhelmed, who maybe need some help with uh any and all tasks that happen not behind the mic, so uh, lead gen, emailing, social media, long-form narration, editing, QC, audiobook prep, the list goes on. We connect those people with people in the industry who are looking to have a second stream of income in their businesses, providing those services to other VOs. And you're pretty much the only organization out there that, that specifically does that. So um, it's very much a, a needed service, I think, for the industry. Yeah, I know, yeah. Yeah, I, I know back when I found my personal assistant, we had to like hold a live audition contest at VO Atlanta. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. It's kind, well, kind of like Hunger Games, you know. And, and Khaleesi Kitten was the last person standing. <laughs> she, she, she was. <laughs> In any case, well, so so you're starting to expand out into offering different kinds of content that are helpful to people in the voiceover industry. And I know that one of the things that is coming out now is what you call the Demystifying Contracts course. And I can tell you as one of those people who, you know, looks at a contract, even though I was pre-law and, and, <laughs> and so I actually studied this stuff to some degree, but I still look at a contract and my eyes glaze over with terror and fear. Um, tell us a little bit about this course. Sure. Yeah. So uh, initially, VA for VO was just um, memberships and the education that happened is inside those memberships. So you had to be a member to get access to our other classes. Um, but we now offer what we call deep dives, which are open to anyone. You do not have to be a VA for VO member to take advantage, though if you are, you get a little discount. Um, but we started with the Demystifying Contracts course. Um, and the reason I wanted to 
to do it is I actually have another business called Messy is Wonderful with my sister, Karen White, who is an attorney and happens to be a contracts expert. She's spent over 30 years working in contracting uh, for the Air Force and now as a civilian. Um for you know government contracting which <laughs> talk about legalese and layers of <laughs> complex and sometimes unnecessary extras in contracts so mm-hmm. she's very familiar so that's kind of her sweet spot she likes looking at contracts well, and reading I, I, them. I like i like messy is wonderful because as you've experienced that's how i live my life but, um. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah well you know i i think all of us <laughs> like a little mess in their lives and we're all about embracing that a hot um, mess, but, uh, the <laughs> <laughs> well well now you know so, so uh, how is this course that uh, you know there are there are other contract courses out there no shade at anybody there's a lot of good stuff that's out there yeah absolutely. um how how is this one different well, we approached it slightly differently um, on purpose. We uh, there, yes, there are absolutely some great contract classes out there. I know Gravy for the Brain just did one as well. That's that's fantastic. Um, but we wanted to approach it a little differently in that we're not teaching you. Here's here's how you start writing a contract. Here's this paragraph, and then you have to add this paragraph, and then this is what this comes next. And make sure you always and you never because in law. And my sister is loves to say it's her favorite uh, lawyer answer. It depends. Mm-hmm. So there's that's my answer to everything in voiceover. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> so if you're trying to put together a contract and you don't know anything about contracts and you don't, if everything scares you about the idea, then you go looking for a template. That then, because it still scares you and you don't know what any of this legal stuff means, you'll just use. So you might be hurting yourself even worse by using a template that has some crazy clause in it that you didn't know that it meant that thing. So what we wanted to do was empower small businesses. It comes from a VO perspective, but this is really about empowering small businesses to not be afraid of contracts, to understand what a contract is, all the various forms of contracts, because they don't all necessarily have to be written on paper. So what what does that look like? What is the contract 101? Then we bust some myths, uh, some things that are myths. Yep, they're true. But there are some other myths out there that we bust away. Then we spend a bunch of time talking. What does this crazy legal language mean? For instance, what does work for hire actually mean? What's an indemnification clause? Why is it all in capital letters and so scary? And like, what am I (laughs) signing away? Is this my firstborn? Um, So, yeah, we go through that. And then at the end, we talk about if you want to create contracts in your business, here are things to consider including. Right. So and Mm -hmm. but we by then you've been kind of empowered to understand contracts. I mean, we sign. I mean, at least me personally, I sign more contracts than I write because I use email a lot to uh, to work with my clients and to uh, kind of, you know, solidify what the job is and what are all the aspects of it and what am I doing for how much and all of that. I use email back and forth. So we talk about that, too. But I sign a lot of things that. Occasionally, I sign things that I'm like, mm, that's not, what is that? <laughs> like, that's actually not, if I had to take this in front of a judge, what have I kind of just signed away? Right. Like, what rights have I said that I agree to that I, I don't really agree to? 
I, I trust me. I learned that I have a you know with marrying Anna. There were some things she put in there that were just I, <laughs> I went back and I like, really okay. You were like, wow, I agree to that. A lot of that's a lot of cleaning. Um, okay. <laughs> how many carrots? What are we talking about? <laughs> Raising okay. a child for how? Yeah, okay. Yeah, all right. Uh, <laughs> good for her. She wrote a good contract. <laughs> yeah, it's she. She 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 did pretty well, but I did I did even better though. Because yeah. I you got know, hurt, so. you're, both pretty, uh, you know, you're both pretty great. I think we did yeah. all right, but I may have you review it anyway. Uh, that being said, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, but I know you guys use a tagline. You say you sign them all the time, but it's about time you understood them. Um, yep. what, what are some things that confuse people in contracts? Um, I think partly that it, they have to be written by a lawyer, um, that only lawyers um can can write them. Um, also, that if you are presented with a contract, if you redline it at all, you'll get fired. That the client will decide you're hard to work with because you redlined something out of a contract they probably got off a template, and that you're going to lose your job. I think people get afraid to interact with the contract. They're mm-hmm. like, "Well, I just I have this document and it's legal, so I have to sign it." And I understand that 100% because I have been in that boat until I was like, "Wait a minute. I have a sister who's a lawyer. Will you read this?" And then she wrote back and said, "Don't sign this. What are you doing? Like, <laughs> no. No, take this out, take that out." So I think people first of all just the idea of a contract um, I think they get that kind of they overinflate the importance like, oh, this is a contract. Oh, so I don't know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. And then also, I think a lot of times people think an NDA is something else because it's called something else. Like mm-hmm. It's called a nondisclosure agreement, but it's really just another type of contract. It's just a right. very specific contract about you keeping your mouth shut. Mm-hmm. And and then I think just as a side note, I think people, uh, when they vague book about it, immediately breach their NDAs. <laughs> so maybe stop vague booking right. about having a big NDA job. Just wait till you're allowed to reveal anything. If, the, if you signed a document that says, I will not speak about this, and then you vaguely speak about it, you've blown <laughs> up your contract. Don't do that. So, um, but I think... I think in part people get scared. They think they they are not that they don't have the skills to write them or to mm-hmm. understand them. So they either have oh now I have to spend hundreds of dollars to hire a lawyer. So then they just sign because they don't have the money to hire a lawyer. Or um, if I redline anything, I don't like this clause. But if I take it out, they'll fire me. They'll find another voice actor because you know somebody out there is willing to sign their entire contract, mm. which I don't think is really true either. I've had clients who are like, yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, we, we've heard plenty of stories of people offering the Nava AI writer to their clients mm. and their clients are like, oh, wow, yeah. Hey, you have language? Great. Give it to us. That's less work for us to incorporate. We're, you know, so I think, I think we are too afraid of the legal department of our clients. Right. And we just need to to not be so afraid of them. And also, sorry, I was just going to say, and also just, you know, if you come back as a business, as a boss and say these parts of this part of the contract is doesn't work for my business, you know, and you don't need it either. Then they're like, oh, this person knows their shit. Right, you know? take more seriously, right? So, and you're you're not just talking to VOs; you're talking to small business owners in general, right? Absolutely, yeah. Well, I mean, because it's it's true everywhere. We're not we we are special unicorns, but in this case, we're not special unicorns. Contracts are contracts. 
So, oh, um, you're a special unicorn. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I like to think I am for sure. Uh, but yeah, so um, we we do we do talk just you know to small business owners and VO businesses are all small business owners, or in your mm-hmm. case, large business owners. Um, <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> What'd you call me? Um, <laughs> hey, you know. If the size 48 pants fit, you know. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> not, a, not a couple of sizes, but anyway. Yeah. Uh, so you, you also, you mentioned in the, that, that um, email, you know, because a lot of people know that email can constitute a contract in many cases. Um, and if they're documenting their agreements that way, is that something you talk about, how that works? We do. We do talk about it. Um, w- the way that we uh, and Karen, because she's an expert, obviously, at all of this, um, she goes into some detail about calming fears. And we it's part of the myth busting that we talk about a little bit. But we also just talk about it in general, too, that um, a contract is just a document of what you're agreeing to. And there are three elements that are part of that contract. If you're putting those three elements in your email, then that is okay too. It doesn't have to be a formal, you know, on letterhead. Again, like we we don't tell people not to go to lawyers. If you have something in a contract that you don't understand and you, it's a big deal, you, you definitely need to talk to somebody who understands it and can explain it to you. And that is generally your lawyer. Um, And lawyers are great. My sister's a lawyer, so we wouldn't ever bash lawyers. But uh, we want you to come prepared when you talk to your lawyer um, so that uh, you understand a little bit more about it. So in the case of emails, we talk about what to make sure you're including. And then um, a little bit, just a free piece of advice that um, if you're documenting everything in an email, um, one of the things that my sister says to me is you might want to make sure that in addition to just having the email on your server in your email program is uh, you might want to memorialize it in a PDF or something else, some, put it mm. somewhere else too, um, often because, you know, oh, you you edited that email, you, ed- you know, took part of the chain out any anything that can be argued in court against you for mm-hmm. just having email as your evidence um uh, that's that's you write contracts when you're not in dispute so that you can handle disputes that's the whole point of them right so um to make sure you get paid what you and you deliver what you agreed to deliver and you handle disputes. That's the main. And, and in the era of AI, what are some of the things language-wise maybe we should be thinking about having a contract? Well, uh, okay, again, I'm going to p- play a lawyer. It depends. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, we we actually take a look at the AI writer. I believe we use the AI writer 2.0. I don't know if there's a 3.0 yet. We grabbed when we created the class this summer. We grabbed the latest and greatest version. We got permission from Nava to include it. Um, And we just talk about what the kind of explaining what the language means so that people Mm -hmm. understand what they're handing over. Um, We talk about it's important to have a conversation with your clients about about AI just in general, like, hey, where are you guys with AI? And, you know, are you ever planning to explore synthetic voices and any of that? Because then that can kind of help you. decide what to write in your contracts for 
Um, and the and the AI writer is a great jumping off point. I mean, maybe you use that exact language that has been written by a lawyer and, you know, blessed by Nava and all that stuff. But maybe you don't. Maybe you change it or edit it for your specific situation. But that's really the point of contracts. Is there an individual there? Yes, you can have a template that gives you some language pre pre planned for you. But as every job is an individual job, every contract is an individual contract. You really should approach it that way. You should write them, you know, maybe you lay out, you know, this is the paragraph I'm always going to include that talks about, you know, if we dispute things, you're going to come to me. I'm not coming to you. You're going to (laughs) use my jurisdiction or something like that. Maybe you write some of those uh, paragraphs into your contracts. But again, I mean, you can go to Chad GPT and grab legal language, but if you don't understand it, you could hurt yourself. You could put yeah, a clause in. Of course, there's no guarantee if you go to ChatGPT, it's going to be accurate anyway, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> might right. be hallucinating. Well, yes, I think it's still the Wild West. <laughs> Yeehaw! Yeah. Um, so, I mean, there are lots of ways to handle contracts, but we the whole point of the class is so that um, small business owners feel empowered to, A, use them so that it's not all just handshakes and trust. Um, back in the day when you could just shake your hand and say, you have my word. And now <laughs> we can't do that. Um, but we want people to, to feel like, yeah, I can read your contract. I'm happy to, to read your contract. I can also write one for our interaction. And again, they don't have to be crazy long. And, you know, right. when the, the other piece about templates that I'll say is that I think that Sometimes templates are every protectionist clause that I could think of. Well, what happens if this person does this weird thing? And, you know, and your clients are like, what is this crazy? In in the event of an incorrect moon cycle. (laughs) Right. Exactly. (laughs) And your clients are like, I can't sign this contract. I'll hire another voice actor that doesn't care about moons and what? Should the tides be past the yard arm? Uh, <laughs> so now, now the, I think the one important question I haven't asked yet is because we've talked about this kind of contract, but what, what if I need a, a contract? I mean, you know, if I got a problem with somebody. Okay, well, I can't talk about that because then I'd have to, you know. Take I mean, you're out from a you're from you're from Hoboken. You know what I'm talking <laughs> about, yeah? I do, I do. Well, we don't get into that because my sister is, you know, she's an actual lawyer. She could get oh, a lot yeah, of trouble right, if she right, writes right, those. Right. But, you know, I hear there's, you know, a guy, maybe he's like a dear name or like a big guy with a soft name. And, you know, you might talk to him. You need someone taken care of. Okay, appreciate that. Uh, I do have a lawyer named Siglin Paglia. So, you know. Well, there is that. (laughs) (laughs) He can take you out at the knees for sure. (laughs) Gotta watch that. All right. Well, so uh, that has been so much fun. Lynn, any final thoughts? um, (laughs) Any final thoughts you can leave us with here before we wrap up this uh, uh, rather amusing exploration of contracts? (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, You can go to VA. F-O-R-V-O dot com and look in the menu along the top and find this shop or store. I believe it's store. Um, We just moved to a new platform. So forgive me. Find the way to buy the deep dives course um, and look for it there. And we will eventually have it on our homepage, I promise. But if you're excited about it, uh, look for the shop on V-A-4-V-O dot com and uh, come 
learn about contracts. It's not boring. It's fun. We have a good time. <laughs> we, hey, listen to promise. us. We're crying out loud. It's not <laughs> exactly. boring. Exactly. Uh, no, Karen is very engaging. We have a lot of fun. And I think it, it has a lot of great information in it. So, Well, thank you for being here. And thank you, everybody, for listening to a relatively bite-sized episode of This Week in VO. We'll be back Yay. with more more full JMC-sized episodes uh, in the very, very near future. It has been a, a fun uh, holiday season and or slash football travel season. But I need to uh, get back to work now. So uh, in any case, you guys know what time it is. Here is Karen. You have been listening to This Week in VO with J. Michael Collins. Be sure to share the podcast with your friends and colleagues on social media. If you do, JMC might just send you a lobster. Now here's nobody trying to sell you anything, because that's just how we roll. Stay tuned for a new podcast most weeks throughout the year 